Hey, Dave here. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, this guy's Chad. Taylor's back as well. How are we doing today, Dave? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, real good episode of Collision. I enjoyed it uh, pretty thoroughly. Um, what do you two uh, think about this uh, episode of Collision in my uh, hometown? Yeah, I thought I remember that when um, they were first coming through. You went to uh, St. Louis to go watch the uh, watch them that once. So I was like, oh, cool. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, best collision they've had probably since the C2. How about you, Chandler? I'd 100% agree with that. Um, Dave probably knows, especially because last week it was just a two-man power trip. But I've not been the biggest fan of collision since the new year because it's kind of just been a lot of squash matches. And I, I kind of just realized that that's the whole point of collision is it's supposed to be an homage to like 80 Saturday wrestling shows. And I don't know. We don't need to have a conversation about that right now. But in my opinion, I just don't really want to watch that right now. I'm not interested in well, a bunch of squashes and then, you know, there's a good main event. I'd like everything to kind of matter. And it, this match at least, or this show, at least felt like everything mattered up and down the card. And, I mean, my favorite match was in the direct middle of the show. So, ah, didn't expect that for Collision. Take that main event. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we uh, started off with a, uh, I guess, unannounced uh, John Moxley, Shane Taylor match. Uh, it's kind of weird collisions all about the, like, random pairings <laughs> out of nowhere, too. Like, uh I don't know. It was it was a fun match. Like I just want some story. Why? Like why is John Moxley having a match against Shane Taylor? Like give me some backstory. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good match. Uh, Moxley uh, kind of slipped on the stairs during his entrance. Did you catch that? <laughs> on the stairs a little bit, and then uh-huh. uh. uh had a little had a little audio problem with Kevin Kelly right off the bat. Uh, he was saying things real faint, but uh, but we know all about audio problems, so <laughs> I'm not gonna take that ass. Oh, <laughs> got him! Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, am I sounding okay now? By the way, or yeah, yeah, it's still a little better. weird. I think it's. I think well, we just hold uh, on with it, and it works now. So let's let's keep going. I actually closed uh, DaVinci Resolve. Oh. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good to hear that I'm sounding better. Um, yeah, we got some heavy blows by Taylor to Moxley. Man, that guy can hit. He's a big, powerful guy. Uh, the fight goes to the outside. Uh, Moxley throws Taylor into the steel steps. Uh, when the referee was distracted, Lee Moriarty boots Moxley <laughs> on the outside. Uh, Shane Taylor misses a big splash from the top turnbuckle. John Moxley hits a cutter out of nowhere to Shane Taylor. Uh, Moxley punches Taylor's head and then bites his head in the corner. Uh, Taylor tries a right-handed lariat. He misses it, but I liked this. He just went for a left handed lariat uh quick thinking pretty cool move 
Uh, Moxley gets Taylor in a triangle choke. Uh, Taylor uh, ends up lifting up Mox and getting out of the choke. Moxley hits a flying knee on Shane Taylor, covers him for two. Uh, man, Taylor can hit. Like, I can't can't get over that. Like, it it never never would have thought like watching John Moxley versus a Ring of Honor guy would have got me riled up and uh into the match but it it kind of did uh but it didn't matter moxley ended up getting a rear naked choke on taylor taylor goes down passes out and the ref calls it uh yeah fun entertaining match uh it, i kind of got over the like why is it happening part uh and yeah good good hard-hitting match like in the beginning, how they mentioned that Shane Taylor doesn't refer to a match as a match. He refers to it as a fight. Uh, yeah, I thought that was that pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, uh, how about you, Chandler? What do you think of Shane Taylor showing? Well, it was a fine match. Um, I was probably more positive on this than some would expect because I've been against these matches, especially because there was literally no build. It was just John <laughs> Moxley returns. So I kind of hoped we would get a mission statement, which we did, but Mm. I wish it was clearer. I wish he was going after someone. I wish a feud started, which none of that really started here, but whatever, maybe next week. But the match was good. Uh, It was kind of funny early on. uh, They were outside brawling, and there was this younger girl who was reacting quite well, I guess. And even Tony Giovanni was like, wow, look at that young girl in the crowd. This might have been during picture in picture. And then um, it cuts to, like, they obviously want to show her, so they do, like, a head-on shot from a camera across the ring. But the ref is in the way. So you just see the ref's back. So I just thought that was pretty funny. Like, oh, nice try, guys. But your production issues will always be the same. Uh, And then I even, I wrote down something. Is Moriarty leaving Shane Black? Because that look at the end of the match was pretty... Like, if looks could kill, oh, that was pretty serious. But I don't know. It's going to happen on Ring of Honor, and they'll wrestle for six months, and they'll go, they've had a tremendous feud that's carried across the summer. And we'll go, oh, really? Oh, I thought they were <laughs> together. I, I remember that Moxley match. They were fine, but now they're enemies. Okay. But how'd you feel, Chad? Yeah, it was good. Um, a lot of the same sentiments as you had. Um like it was a great match it it's funny because like the things that was popping into my head is it feels like a fight not a match and then dave just said that's that so i was like yeah see that's where i was feeling without having heard it so cool they they uh got their plan across um yeah i think moxley would have been a little better served having a little more of a um point to his uh promo it was like yeah i'm gonna fight people well it's probably cool because it's a show about fighting people um i hope so mox i I thought you're gonna start commentating yeah i think we're gonna get more of these matches because as they announce later in the thing they're bringing back rankings um which there's gonna be a lot hope probably a lot more like well the rankings say you and you need to fight so we know who's higher in the rankings so there will we might get a little few more random matchups but Hopefully the rankings actually add some stakes and some weight to these matches as opposed to, oh, two random dudes having a good match, but uh, hmm, no stakes. See, Who cares? Why? It seems <laughs> like they'll always kind of like pick and choose whatever numbers they feel like. Like sometimes they'll go, oh, he's 
total AEW record, and then they'll do this year AEW record, and then they'll go, oh, he's on a six winning streak, and it's like, that's all fine and good, but you kind of just pick and choose whatever you feel like to hype up these talents, and most of the time they just kind of lose. So yeah, so it's the I, UFC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real, bro. But if we're kind of going back to a rating system, I've never been a part of the rating system. I'd be interesting to I'd be interested to see it, and if it added a little bit more depth to these matches, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's something I, I've I, been... I feel like I feel like if they pull it off, like originally it did ha- have some weight and some meaning. So I hope they get back to those ways. But uh, yet again, time will tell. Uh, how about you, Dave? You uh, interested in the uh, the ranking system coming back? Well, the only thing I'm worried about is before there were only three divisions that they had to keep track of. Now there are eight or more. Like, who knows? What are they gonna like? Are okay. they gonna count I'm Ring out. of Honor? Like, what are, what are the what? Are, I I don't know a whole lot about these divisions, so we're just gonna shout them out. So we got the obviously the world title, right? Then is there the women's world title? Then it's gonna be TNT, TBS, Tag, Trio, International, Continental. Oh my gosh, it is that's AEW, no Ring of Honor. So, wow, that is a lot. I I don't know how they're gonna create eight divisions and have like, how do you know, like, oh, Serena Deeb is in the TBS division, not the women's. Like, what you're gonna have to really like, organize. This is crazy. You're gonna have to really, really organize your shows. You might have, you might even have to do a soft brand split. Like, okay, we're gonna have the world title be the dynamite title because that's the crown show, that's their Monday Night Raw. Collision can have the TNT title because even Adam Copeland was talking about bringing the TNT title back to TNT. And then you could have the international title on Rampage because that's where OC's been hanging out for a while. And then you could have the Women's World Championship on Dynamite as well, the TBS on Collision. You don't need a women's title on Rampage, I guess, but maybe it would be better. I don't, I don't, I'm not advocating for more belts. Flip flop the uh, women's belt so the TBS will be on TBS. Okay, okay. I I don't watch it on like actual cable so i don't know that but that makes sense so tbs on dynamite women's championship on uh collision and then what you just also throw the continental championship on rampage and then tag and trios kind of just mingle about sure they should have kept the continental as a once a year thing like the owen hart trophy kind of yeah yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be gonna be hairy. Like they're gonna have to plan <laughs> way better than they've ever planned before. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I, to make it make sense. To be fair, I didn't even like come into this podcast with any of that coming up. I was just spitballing, and that's okay. Because if anything, it's organization. It's telling you if you're challenging for the world title, you're on dynamite. You're going for the TNT title. You're on collision. So you're gonna expect to see those guys every week i wouldn't mind that yeah i could Me even either. like tune in for rampage if you started heating that up like anything can happen yeah 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 we'll see that was my only worry uh how they're gonna pull off uh so many divisions now uh before it worked fine uh but yeah the rumor is cm punk uh there's our one uh put him in the thumbnail 
<laughs> he talked Tony Khan into getting rid of it. And now with the whole hook debacle with people, uh, you know, that whole shenanigans, uh, it may, you know, this may be Tony Khan being like, oh, I'm bringing that back <laughs> to they like should, legitimize, legitimize championship matches. They should like wipe the rating slate clean. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but like everyone's at zero zero. We're not going to try to factor in all the other matches on all the other promotions. Like you can bring up, oh, Daniel Garcia beat Dra or Brian Danielson one time. Daniel Garcia beat Broden King one time, but that's not in the ratings. I think that would really clean it up and. That would let people like Moxley and Copeland and Hook just start racking up wins easily. I think that'd be better. It was it was always January first? They would wipe clean. Okay, yeah, yeah. So pretty close, anyways. Yeah, this is basically what they did. Like they they always do refer to total records. I mean, like like you said before, they mention all the like streaks and records, but yeah, every January they'll. They'll wipe them, I guess, if they're going to do what they did before. And uh, yeah, yeah, that way uh, they're fresh. So, yeah, I'd... yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, uh, I guess after that, oh, yeah, I guess we kind of mentioned, we touched on it. Mox got on the mic, called out everyone, including his colleagues and teammates. Uh, not taking crap from anyone. Uh, everyone's got to keep up with him. So, yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like we're going to get the BCC falling apart here soon. Uh, it's run its course. I mean, I'm not into it anymore. They don't like team together much anymore. So Could be all because of Eddie Kingston, because Moxley is clearly still friends with him, and Brian Danielson and Claudio are the opposite of that. They're waging war on him. They, in the main event, they're claiming the titles. So uh, that might be the little linchpin. We might get Mox and uh, Kingston versus Claudio and Brian sometime soon. That would be a great way to watch the the thing implode the rest of the way. I'd actually be kind of into into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, after that, we get a little uh recap of the hook Samoa Joe match. Uh, yeah, great, great match. Uh, really built a uh star out of hook. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. Uh, after that, we get a, another cope open. Uh, we get a really nice uh pyro entrance for Adam Copeland. Uh, liked his ring gear too. Um, and I wrote down here, Chandler was right. He's back. Uh, He's Dante back. Martin. He was uh, the third guy. Third man, brother. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what? This um, was the best of these cult opens so far. And it was because it was a guy who was like, good. Isn't that crazy? Wow. No, yeah. no shame on yeah, Lee yeah. Moriarty and Griff Garrison, but you got to develop something a little bit more to be in the ring with Adam Copeland. At least Dante Martin is able to hang. Like, I thought this match was really fun. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, we get a nice headlock to Dante Martin in the beginning. Uh, eventually, we get a, uh, let's see, two arm drags to Copeland from Dante Martin. Uh, Copeland avoids a third. Uh, we get a standing senton to Copeland from Dante, uh, covers for two. Dante gives Copeland a 
Hurricane Rana, then a headbutt and a tope to Copeland on the outside. Uh, then Dante does a springboard crossbody to Copeland for two. Uh, Copeland hits an impaler on Dante. Dante moves out of the way of a spear and hits a rope-assisted moonsault. Covers Copeland. Uh, Copeland puts his foot on the rope. Uh, Dante Martin hits an avalanche powerbomb to Copeland for two. Uh, Copeland spears Dante out of midair and then gets Dante into the grindhouse. Uh, Dante taps. Copeland wins. Uh, yeah, again, good match. Uh, they're doing what we figured, giving Copeland some wins, and he's going to, you know, boop, 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 up and up. Uh, and we'll uh, find out who the fourth guy is a little later. Uh, guess we can go ahead and say it. Minoru Suzuki. Good God, that's going to be a great match. Mm-hmm. See, he's he's getting in. Doot, doot, doot. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone gets in the ring after the match. He says uh, that was quite a fight. Uh, Copeland gives credit to Dante Martin. Uh, he says these kids have been stepping up for the Cope Open. Uh, none of the veterans ha- have. Uh, these guys are hungry. Um, they are trying to take a bite out of me, and there's a lot to bite. Uh he says, I ain't no happy meal. I'm a five-course meal. Uh, then he says, I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, I thought that was cool. Uh, he's going to come out here and work hard and work hard and work harder. Uh, like Christian says, he'd do when he showed up in ooh, AEW. Ooh, ooh. Right? Worked, everyone. Uh, <laughs> he's working me, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. He says next time he sets foot in St. Louis, uh, he's going to be the TNT champ. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm enjoying Copeland. Uh, I'm getting more and more respect for him. Like, I didn't have a lot of exposure to him. In fact, I had never seen a Edge Adam Copeland match ever <laughs> before oh. he came to AEW. So, I mean, I've seen clips and yeah, yeah. this and that, duh, but uh yeah never seen uh, an actual match so yeah i'm into it he's a great get um <clears throat> looking forward to him being able to uh be a little more free and loose with uh some things that maybe bucket list things he wanted to accomplish in the business that he can maybe do in aew that he couldn't do in wwe yeah, maybe he's always, I mean, he has like a very brutal street fight with Mick Foley, but maybe he wants to do a true death match. I know he's really excited about Wembley. So, yeah, um, I'm still surprised at how good Adam Copeland looks. Like, he looks amazing, and I really, I agree with you. I think he's a great get for AEW, uh, specifically because it's crazy that WWE is like, ah, oh, we don't really want to do anything with them. Like, they just let his contract expire. So it's like, really? Yeah, nothing? Yet nothing for this guy, but he he looks great. This match was a lot of fun. Uh, contrary to the private party and top flight match, I really liked that Adam Copeland was keeping him grounded because he knew that this guy is excellent in the air, so he's just got to keep him grounded as much as he can and wear him down. There's obviously a lots of chance for Adam Copeland, so Nigel was like, are they saying we want Christian? Is that what I'm hearing? So 
I thought that was real funny. Uh, the avalanche sunset flip. I think they called it a power bomb, but it looked like a sunset flip. I thought that was really cool from Dante Martin to Adam Copeland. And of course, they did the classic Shane McMahon spot where he does the cross body across the ring and then you spear him out of the air. It always looks great. Oh, and of course, yeah. they nailed it here. So, yeah. Uh, Loved this so far, and I said best cope open so far, and I think now I'm going to start really looking forward to these. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, man, like, uh, can't, I can't get over, like, just how well he moves. Uh, like, you know, he doesn't seem to need to be, like, carried or anything like some, you know, like, Sting, obviously, although Sting's still got, like, more than 10 years on him, so. But, uh, or, you know, the Hardys, etc. Matt Hardy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, man, he could easily be in his, like, 30s or 40s. He's just, he looks great. Um, his matches are fun. I feel like he's loosening up a little more. Like, uh, like that specifically, that Dante Martin one. Like, that was just a fun match. That, that midair spear was great. And uh, his promo at the end, um, I feel like it. that was his best one. He feels He felt, like, looser. He was goofing around with the crowd a little um all of a sudden I, i've been kind of like on edge i was like <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> i uh, see what you did just, there uh, just like i was like man this dude's like one of my favorites and he hasn't been clicking with me but uh feeling it now so yeah i think this uh the cope opens actually kind of becoming a success um i i don't know what it was like the big entrance he had really like instilled this like okay this is a big freaking deal like they gave him he he gets the biggest pyro i think of anyone (laughs) uh yeah it just seems like a big deal like he he looks like uh like a million bucks still like Mm -hmm. none of his value has deteriorated to me um yeah i mean speaking of people like that even christian like he can still go like in the ring and doesn't need carried and he he could you could tell he gets blown up a little easier but he he can go too like both of them are freaking amazing and i'm glad they're able to finish out their career together (laughs) Mm, very nice especially because wwe will never rehire them they'll let (laughs) them come back but they're not gonna let them wrestle yeah yeah uh, but anyway, after that, we get the lovely Lexi Nair with Brian Danielson and Claudio backstage. Uh, she brings up uh, Eddie losing, or both of them losing to Eddie in the Continental Classic. Uh, Danielson uh, didn't like that very much. He said uh, losing to Eddie was the low point of his career. And ironically, beating Eddie beating him was the highlight of Eddie's career. Uh, he says a good run. Uh, Eddie had a good run, not a great one. Uh, but being great requires being that good year after year, like him and Claudio. Uh, and that's the best Eddie's going to get. Uh, Claudio kind of interrupts a little bit. He's tired of talking about Eddie. Uh he says ortiz uh it's your fault for being eddie's friend because tonight you're going to be a casualty uh yeah fun stuff like yeah i i definitely feel the bcc is about to implode (laughs) Mm -hmm. for sure which it's okay for the best 
Well, Claudio uh, and Danielson have their own little shirts. I didn't see Moxley with one of those. I didn't see Yuta on the show at all. Where was the great Yuta? Is he in this group or not? <laughs> yeah, he's busy holding down Rampage for the BCC. Mm. He's on the Rampage oh, yeah. squad. Uh, okay, okay. One man gang. Ring of Honor. Ooh. Ring of Honor squad. What if, like, is he the pure champion? He is. I think so. Remember how, like, Athena was the only thing making Ring of Honor interesting? And she probably still is. What if Yuta's, like, the only thing that's good there right now? Like, he's, like, having five-star matches, and it's going insane, <laughs> and it's like, ah, no one cares, because he's not, like, it's Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, we got, uh, after that, Lexi Nair working hard tonight, uh, backstage again, this time with Top Flight and Action Andretti. Uh, private party walk up. Uh, Isaiah puts a uh, like a do rag thingy on <laughs> Lexi's head. I uh, think so. He wanted to fix her up. I think it was a do rag, just not like they tied. didn't tie. They didn't want to go all the way. But I did want to shout out Lexi Nair. She was great this episode. She's not Renee Paquette, but I liked how much they were using her. She had a lot of fun with Private Party. It seemed so. She did great this show. Yeah, she's. Good, good point, man. She is uh, definitely, I don't know, growing as a yeah. backstage interviewer. Like, she's the more they have her, you know, it becomes natural just to see her there. And, and her interactions are becoming more natural. And uh, the way she reacts to uh, either a good situation or a bad, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. Reps in. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Renee's even coaching her a little because Renee's kind of the master of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, good, good point. I really, uh, really enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, private party walk up. Uh, they put that thing on her head. <laughs> Action Andretti calls uh, them out for grabbing the ropes uh, in their match against Top Flight. Uh, Mark Quinn says he lost his balance and it happens. Uh, Isaiah brings up that they want to party with uh, Adam Copeland, right? Mm-hmm. Because he uh, beat a version of Top Flight. <laughs> uh, Darius Martin says, uh, let's run it back unless you're afraid. Isaiah Cassidy says, anytime, anywhere. Uh, yeah, I kind of want the trio. I want. Uh, the Copeland party against uh, Top Flight Andretti. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to get that at some uh, point because they mentioned it? I wouldn't it's hold It's weird my that they mentioned it. I, yeah, they mentioned a lot of stuff on these shows. Remember, and I know it's a little different because he's gone. I'm going to, I just always like to bring this up. Remember when Andrade didn't want to do the C2 and uh, CJ Perry whispered in his ear, was like, okay, you should do it because anyway, oh yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, okay, are they going to ever mention that? And now he doesn't work for the company. So <laughs> we'll I, I, think these, know. I think these things kind of just happen, but I would like that pairing. I think it'd be a real fun, like odd trio. And then um, I keep on pitching. Adam Copeland's going to need someone for a six man tag against the entire patriarchy. Why not private party? Maybe they gel well. Yeah. The, the only hang up I guess I have is, private party may be turning heelish at this point. I don't think that would maybe meld with Copeland. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, wasn't, uh, wasn't Swerve in our glory a heel in the face? Because Swerve never turned. Yeah. He, Keith never turned. They just were like, ah, we work well together. So maybe it'll be another kind of like, ah, well, I like you guys. You guys like me, and we're kind of winning. So why not? Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, that should be a fun uh, rematch uh, whenever they make that happen. It'll probably be on Rampage, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We'll watch it one of these uh, days. We'll start reviewing it one day, just not today. Yeah. Um, I did notice uh, Wrestler Observer Radio are going to start doing Rampage and Collision reviews now. I Whoa. thought that was kind of funny. Apen <laughs> off our success with the Collision reviews. I see you, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer. You, you calm down, okay? Okay. You wait till I start yeah, yeah. doing my star ratings. Then we'll right? see. Yeah, our star ratings will be better than those other guys. Every Cody Rhodes match is five stars, and I don't. We're not. This is not a discussion. <laughs> he didn't even oh, have a man. match this week. Don't five care. Stars. Five stars. Five stars. Just oh, I or just do the classic Dave Meltzer. I hated this match. Five stars. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, after that, we get a. Uh, Man, I really liked it. Great women's match. Uh, Thunder Rosa's first singles match uh, since coming back. Uh, I like Queen Aminata uh, a lot. Like She's in my uh, uh, please sign immediately category, uh, which it usually kind of goes that way. They feature them a lot on Rampage and Collision to lose against somebody important, and then they'll get a contract. Um yeah, I like her look. Like she reminds me maybe like Jade Cargillish to me, big, powerful, like strong. Like she had to have been an athlete before she wrestled. Uh but yeah, really liked it. Uh started out with a good back and forth, good mat wrestling, uh had a good alternating pins, uh one after another after another. Uh then Amadana does a I'm a Nada does a backbreaker to Thunder Rosa, um, kind of going after that injured back. Uh, Amanada stands on Thunder Rosa's back and then knees her in the stomach. Um, Thunder Rosa gives Amanada a running drop kick from the ring uh, through the ropes on the outside. Uh, Amanada connects with a hip attack, but she misses a second one. Uh, we get a beautiful running drop kick to Aminata from Thunder Rosa, then a Northern Light suplex for only a two count. Uh, Aminata hits a air raid crash, covers for two. Thunder Rosa hits a Tijuana bomb for the win. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, sign Aminata, Thunder Rosa looked good. Uh, yeah, get her back on track. They need to rehabilitate every every part of her uh character get her winning get her back in the top of the uh upper echelon for sure yeah i kind of disagree with what you're saying uh dave you've been pitching this Britt baker comes back and wins the tbs championship to be the first women to hold both what if it's thunder rosa's the first women to do both because maybe she's like i really want to win a title and uh you know, she I kind of feel like she's gearing up for a TBS title match at Revolution. You know, it's kind of like a slow build, 
uh, I, I think it will happen. How about you, Chad? Yeah, she'd be the person to take it off of her. Like she, she brings, uh, you know, prestige to any belt she holds. She, she's a, she's a great champion, great fighter. Uh, stuff looks like always looks great. Looks stiff. Uh, Tijuana bomb. I was like, I was like a little not really into that finisher, but I don't know. Maybe I was just in a mood. Uh, but I yeah. don't know. I feel like that doesn't look like something you could do on everybody. So you know, I, I'm always a fan of like this type of move you can do do on anyone or out of nowhere type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, like great match. Both of them are awesome. Um, you know, I'm happy to see Thunder Rosa, and hopefully uh, she starts getting a build. And like you said, gets that. Uh, hopefully, that Revolution TBS match would be great. Um, and uh, yeah, let's uh, hopefully uh, hopefully Queen. Um, Abdullah Amanada. Amanada. Uh, empanada. Close uh, enough. Enchilada. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, Amadala. Yeah, there we go. Amadala. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she gets signed too. I heard the 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 male equivalent, uh, good old Brian Keith. Uh, I heard heard he yeah. got quietly got signed. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, there's a like graphic, him. but I already got signed, so cool. Uh, but yeah, no, that's my take. I live for these graphics, Mr. Khan. Bring them to me. Come on. You can announce ratings halfway through a show. Why can't you just say, oh, we signed Brian Keith too? Like, come on. Why, why is all this quiet? Why can't it be loud? Like, the MJF possibly re-signing, and that's quiet. That's one thing, because that's a major storyline. Uh, come on, just like make a big deal about these people. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, after that, we get Alexi Nair backstage again, uh, this time with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Uh, can we talk about Ortiz for a second? What happened to him? That that guy didn't look like that last time I saw him. What happened? Bolt, right? He's buff. Oh my gosh. I literally just wrote yeah. damn Ortiz. Okay. Santana bulked up too. Like both of them. They're not, you know, friends, I guess, anymore, like IRL. But uh yeah, both of them freaking bulked up. When's the last time I saw Ortiz? Was it all in? Mm-hmm, I know they probably I, yeah. I'm just trying to think like because I know they had their rampage match, but that was it. They didn't do anything after that. So my goodness, that he's just been away for that long. But yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a fair amount of indie bookings. He pops up on my Twitter feed a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to interrupt. He just looks fantastic. Oh man, could we get him at Prestige? I think uh, I would enjoy that. Yeah, uh, Prestige Eight. By the yeah. way, uh, they announced a date, uh, April fourteen. Uh, tickets okay. go on sale in four days. Is it important? Right. Yeah, yeah, right at Roseland. Rosalind, oh, Rosalind eight, yeah. cool. All right, we're going. Uh, let's get those uh, nice uh, balcony seats. Yeah, the old man seats. Yeah, so we could drink and pee <laughs> off the balcony. Yeah, like a real oh, man. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah, slap yeah, from the wrestlers. Someone turn that off. <laughs> man, cool. I didn't know uh, anything got announced. Cool. I'm I'm very happy about that. We will be there. Thank you, Prestige, for being a thing. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Ortiz brings up uh, 
that they haven't teamed together in a long time. He says sometimes family fights, but they put it behind them because they're brothers. Uh, Kingston uh, could literally be anywhere else. <laughs> Can we go now? Got to get going. I got to tape up. I got to stretch, hit the music Saturday, la, 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 Rocket Man. Can we go, please? <laughs> Love it. Love that. Uh, Ortiz translates. He says uh, he does his best talking in the ring. <laughs> so yeah loved it uh yeah good stuff uh love eddie love ortiz uh yeah uh proud and powerful uh santana ortiz like man they should have had the belts at some point man oh man i yeah, can't believe it been one of the first three um i've got the couple lingering tag teams that should have could have would have uh uh, Evil Uno and Grayson probably should have got it. Uh, best friends, uh, proud and powerful. Uh, yeah, those were like private party. Like one of those four should have had them. So yeah, maybe one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. After that, we get uh Bullet Club Gold with their dope entrance uh can't beat it uh they get in the ring colton says finally the bang bang gang have come home to saturday nights uh so i was watching another wrestling uh review is that the rock or dx that's the rock because the rock the rock would go finally the rock has come back to fill in the blank and then he'll either go if he's heel or face he'll yeah he'll, to uh toronto okay that's what i thought uh yeah the, the, someone uh said it was a dx thing i was like huh what about that uh but anyway jay white says uh he's never heard that one and he says something's missing austin gets a a cardboard cutout of Juice Robinson. I think they're calling it Rock Card Juice. I think is the name of it. <laughs> I just wrote um, down Card Juice, but that's so much better. Rock <laughs> Card Juice? Oh my gosh. I don't get it. So good. Explain. Uh, uh, okay, so go to Google, look up Urban Dictionary, and just type that in. See what you come up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like the time uh, David told me to, uh, to uh, Google his initials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, man. Um, Austin Gunn says, we got two words for you. And then the acclaimed music hits, and they come to the ring. Billy Gunn says they're there to congratulate them. Uh, he says... Uh, they won the ROH six-man tag titles, and the acclaimed have the AEW trios titles, but they can do so much more. Uh, Max Caster says, "Just think of, uh, uh, just think if we were a super group, we could be unstoppable uh, in the ring, in the back, and with the people." He says, uh, people want to see Daddy Ass with singles gold, the acclaimed in the guns with tag titles, and Jay White as AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I do like it when uh, people slip in the heavyweight 
when they describe the belt. It technically isn't, but it's it's used pretty often. I like that. Um, Anthony Bowens uh, wants an answer. Um, asks the crowd if they want them to unite, and the crowd clearly yes, yes. Uh, Bullet Club Gold kind of step to the side and talk it over. Uh, and they end up uh, joining. They put the, uh, the scissors and the guns up. And, dude, awesome. What a moment. I, I freaking popped for it. Um, yeah, I think they're on to something here. I, I got to get the T-shirt whenever that comes out. Uh, yeah, super into it. What do you think about it, Chandler? I mean, I'm super hyped for them. I really like the acclaimed, and I'm really into the Bullet Club Gold. The segment was a lot of fun. I'm a little, like, little, little worried, I guess. They didn't mention the Undisputed Kingdom once in this promo, and that's why they started looking at each other and talking to each other. So I'm just going with um, Max Caster talking about all the gold they could win together. That was them getting the Bullet Club Gold on their side. And then they'll go, hey, while we're getting this gold, let's take out the Undisputed Kingdom. Like, I'm sure it's all going to come in due time. So I, I just hope they bring that back. But I thought this was great. I really liked how right when the Daddy Ass chant start, because they were like, oh, Daddy Ass wants some gold. Jay White went to Cardblade and like, or not Cardblade, Juice, and was consulting with them. Like, and it wasn't really like hyped on. It wasn't really focused on, but I thought that was funny. But I just... I'm really excited, but how long are we giving this, guys? So I'm not. I'm giving it like two weeks. I'm saying I have a theory. Ooh, a game theory. Uh, the acclaimed were awfully pushy about this. I think they're gonna turn on the. You Club. think they're the ones that are gonna turn? Wow. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying this is gonna set up to uh, unifying the belts, which is a good thing. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I think that'd be great. It's mm-hmm. got to be the way to go. Yeah, they should yeah. do that with a few more Ring of Honor titles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd make it interesting. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think they should just whittle down to like Ring of Honor world champion, women's champion, and maybe like uh, the peer or something. Get down to like three. <laughs> well, they just invented a new title. Like, a month ago for Ring of Honor. So you you already want to get rid of that? The Ring of Honor's women uh, TV title? I forgot that thing you existed. For, you you can't forget about that title. It's important. Considering the current winner of it. The current holder of that belt. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think anyone does have it. I think that's the point. I don't think anyone's won it. Ooh. I think well, he just we'll announced into it. That. And then he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, he forgot. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, after that, uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm looking forward to how this all plays out. I just want the t shirt out of the whole deal. I want a pink bullet club, yeah, logo. Uh, but yeah, should be fun. Uh, I believe we get a Tony Storm segment after this, correct? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Cool, cool. Yeah, ran out of room. I had to write it on another page here. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Tony Storm admits that she knows Deanna Perrazzo after all. 
Uh, she remembers their time very well in the land of the rising sun. Uh, she remembers uh, their dojo days. She remembers uh, being envious of Diana's technical prowess. Uh, she says, uh, but for me, I'm cursed with this rampant sexuality. Yes, darling, I will meet you. I will greet you. I will complete you. And then I will beat you. And then I will eat you. Ah. Uh, come, children. I'm ready for my pork dinner. Good Lord. <laughs> what are we watching? <laughs> cinema. We're watching cinema. This is peak. Peak of eight. Why is she not? Why is she not on like television shows? Like put her in like Game she's of Thrones or show. something. AEW, yeah, like she's on AEW yeah, Collision. Yeah. Must see God. TV, dude. And f- brilliant, fudging brilliant. I can, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, of course I love this segment, but that's all I really had written down was the meet, greet, complete, beat, and eat. I thought that was funny, and then the I'm ready for some pork, you know. Yeah, my pork dinner. That that uh-huh. one popped me. That's the one I had to write down. Because <laughs> I'm a fat piece yeah. of garbage. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I am too. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, then I'm going to say this is my match of the night. Oh, yeah. Easy, Buddy. easy, easy, easy. This was, I needed a break after this match. I rarely, rarely need to take breaks when I watch Collision. You smoke a cigarette? Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that was so much. And they were just like, they just cut to black. I was like, is that the show? Are we just done now? No, there's still two more matches. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> How do you follow that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got Buddy Matthews with Malachi Black and Brody King versus Daniel Garcia with FTR in his corner. Uh, they came out to uh, even up the odds a little bit. Uh, got Daddy Magic on commentary. Yes, please give me more of that. Um, you know, I really love their usage of guest commentaries when it's relevant to the match. Is that a WWE thing at all? They do it. They just not stick as good. with. Okay. That like yeah, it, love it. It hundred percent depends on who is it. If it's like Kevin Owens, then of course it's going to be entertaining because Kevin Owens is good. But if it's Austin Theory, no. And I think AEW is able to just go, all right, we're only going to put the entertaining ones on commentary. So that's why Tony Storm is always on commentary. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and now Daddy Magic. Daddy like, Magic. Those are four really entertaining people, at least on the mic. So, yeah, I think AEW is just like, we're not going to put someone crappy on commentary because you need to gel with these people. And a lot of times you need to sell yourself. You need to sell the match. Like, you, it's it's hard. It is hard. But Daddy Magic does it excellently. Like, uh, I almost hate bringing it up, but there was a time in which they put like thunder rosa on commentary and it wasn't good like yeah. it just didn't click do you remember Maybe that enough during the pandemic because they kind of didn't have any uh, options they had they put chris jericho on commentary for a bunch of matches and that was shockingly good mm, okay yep that made me like like man this dude has been in the ring for however many decades he can sing he can act and now he can do commentary. Like I was really like <laughs> really high on the idea 
how good Jericho is. I mean, he is great. Like what he was capable of doing and what he has accomplished. Like we just need him to go away for a bit and reinvent himself again. I'll die on this hill. He's an incredibly talented individual. I just don't like his current place in AEW. And I think with the current controversy, real or not, he should take a couple months off because he's not getting good reactions and it is worsening his matches. Like, that's worsening TD. Well, that's not a real word, but it's making it worse. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, getting into the match here. Um, Buddy Matthews overpowers Garcia with shoulder tackles over and over. Uh, Garcia falls out of the ring at one point, and FDR give him moral support. Uh, Garcia ends up knocking Matthews out of the ring with a shoulder tackle. Uh, each group uh, stare each other down across from each other on the on the in the ring and on the apron. Uh, Matthews just brutalizes Garcia during picture in picture. Uh, there are some like knees to the face and the steel steps got involved. Uh, yeah. Buddy uh, Matthews knees Garcia on the apron. Garcia returns the favor with a pile driver on the apron. Uh, they both fall on the floor on the outside, and the ref counts to nine, and they beat the count. Uh, Garcia punches Matthews, then kicks him over and over in the corner. Garcia stands on Matthews' neck and slams Matthews' knee on the post, then a figure four on the uh, ring post. Uh, I love that. I love seeing that every time. Uh, Garcia gets a sharpshooter locked into Matthews or the Dragon Slayer, technically. Uh, and man, he keeps doing this. He leans back too far. And the guy can just beat his head into the... Didn't Miro do that to him? He leaned back too far, and Mira just grabbed him. And I think so. Yeah. Remember when he danced in front of CJ? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm th- uh, I'm thinking of the MJF match because he did the same thing where he overextended, and that's what led MJF to like basically win. So it's I'm just getting the matches confused. But again, it's the same thing where he's going too he's deep. Done it before. Mm-hmm. It's got to stop. <laughs> um, Maybe FTR yeah, can Matthews. show him how to do a sharpshooter. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Matthews gets out of that. We get two knees to Garcia and a jackhammer, which I loved uh, to Garcia. Uh, we get a cover and a two count. Uh, we get some, this is awesome. Chance uh, Danny dances, uh, ends up dancing while he's on his knees just to taunt Matthews. Uh Buddy Matthews teases a dance, but knees Garcia in the face instead. Uh, Garcia counters a powerbomb from Matthews into a pin for the win. Man, oh man, out of nowhere, the most devastating move. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I uh, well, I guess let me get into this here too. Uh, House of Black attack FTR. Uh, and then FTR uh, fight back. We get a giant brawl. Locker room empties. All the jobbers. And uh, anyone catch the outrunners? Yeah. Out there? Yeah. <laughs> How could you miss them? They were so bright and sparkly and 80s. It's like midnight heat were there. 
Dude, they got to be on Ring of Honor then, right? Yeah, yeah they taped Ring of Honor we after the tapings when we were at the Portland show for for the Ring of Honor. Damn. I'm gonna watch Ring of Honor for the Outrunners. Damn, just find their matches somehow. Just just look them out, search them out. Go to r slash Outrunners. You'll find all yeah. of them there. Um, but yeah, um, cool match. That I guess my question is, when are we getting Garcia versus Malachi Black? Well, I don't think we're doing that because it's they've already announced they're the blow off match. Yeah, in a cage. Elimination. I'm, be... I'm hyped. Man, I think that'd be dumb not to get Garcia versus Black. Maybe that that could come out of the cage match. I Maybe. hope so. Oh, no. yeah. Whatever puts Garcia on the TV more, man, that dude is on a roll. Yeah, this match was incredible. This reminded me a lot of the Darby Allen Takeshita match, the beginning, like first dynamite of this year. Where I was like, whoa, why are you just throwing a great match? Like, these guys are capable of this? I didn't know that. Like, I know Daniel Garcia's great, but my favorite matches are in AEW when I find someone new that's awesome. Like, I knew Buddy Matthews was good. I didn't know he was this good. So, yeah, so stiff, too. Like, just them- everything. Looks hitting like it them, hurts. Hitting them to Keshta knees? Ooh, only to Keshta does those, but apparently Buddy Matthews can too. Uh, my favorite spot of this whole match was like Garcia was working over, I think Buddy Matthews left knee in the ra- or on the rope on the outside. And then uh, with his other knee, Matthews just gave him a huge knee. Garcia like backed up for a bit and still hit him with a pile driver on the apron. And then they were both outside and it was a really tense count out spot. Like I don't ever care about countout spots, but just the visual of House of Black and, you know, yelling over Garcia to Matthews, like, get up. And then FTR doing the same thing, yelling over Matthews to get to Garcia. I just thought it was brilliant. I mean, and then I don't think House of Black touched Garcia at all. I don't think FTR touched Matthews at all, like, throughout the match. And then as soon as it was over, up, well, let's start beating up Garcia. And FTR was like, oh, we got to start beating you up. Like, I loved it. I really liked how they held themselves back, and then as soon as it went on, and I just I'm I'm eating this up. I really like it. Yeah, it was a perfectly told story. Like um, up until up until this match, I've kind of been lukewarm on this um, this feud, but now I'm like, give it to me, give me this cage match, and are we gonna go all the way in a revolution with this feud? Because what do you have after a cage match? Uh, so yeah, very excited Whoa. to see. That says too. It took Garcia to take it to the another to the next level. That's oh, kind of yeah. cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, Garcia, and like we don't see Buddy in nearly enough uh, singles matches either. So uh, yeah, no, kudos to both those guys. That was a banger. I was kind of hoping that they would kind of make this match at Revolution, but I think in their mind, this has been going on since the C two. Like this was always in the background, just never happened, and then it happened to the Collision after World's End. So I think they're like, all right, we kind of just want to do other stuff. So we're going to have a big blow off match. But I think I would have preferred it to be on Revolution. And that way you could have had that Malachi Garcia match in there. Yeah. 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 Um, then we got a uh, backstage with FTR and Garcia. Dax Harwood is pissed off. He says it's been going on too long. And. We're going to get a cage match in Louisiana. Uh, eliminator cage match. So how does that work? One guy probably just at a time. Or, yeah, yeah, you, you usually when you, yeah, when you're pinned, you're out. 
Yeah. We just okay. open the door, they yeah. leave. Love it. Love that. Great, great. Um, cool, yeah. That'll be pretty good. I think that'll be the first collision cage match, too. That's what they what they said. Um, yeah, bring it on. I think that'll be a good uh blow off for that. Uh everyone can get a fresh start for sure. Oh, and I guess I didn't um, really talk about it. It's rare for me when brawls like matter. Like I'm always like, ah, oh, whatever. It's just a lot of nonsense. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm really into this feud. This brawl was hot. Like seeing all those guys right now, all those refs. I like in the ring was swarming with people. I don't know. This one time it really worked for me. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a uh, yeah, front to back, like very well told story. That uh, and yet again, our boys, the Outrunners. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, cool. Yeah. After that, we get a another match. Uh Roderick Strong versus Matt Seidel. We got Matt Seidel in his hometown, as well as mine. Uh Matt Seidel looking good. Uh good Matt wrestling. Uh you can tell that they have wrestled each other many, many, many times. Uh it was smooth. They they had chemistry. Uh, we got a bunch of Tierras's to Roddy from Seidel. Uh, beautiful backbreaker to Matt Seidel from Roddy. Uh, another Tierras to Roddy. And then a Hurricane Rana. Uh, Matt Seidel is able to get some uh, top rope knees to Roddy. Gets a cover for two. Um we get a air raid crash uh, to Roderick Strong, cover for two. Uh, let's see, we get a big knee from Roddy to Matt Seidel, and then the end of heartache uh, for the win from Roddy. Uh, good clean win, uh, good match. Uh, had no real complaints about it, no, uh, no botches, nothing clunky. Uh, the fact that they've known each other for so many years. What, what were they saying? Their faction was uh, Generation Next or something. Was I think they were in a in a faction or something back in the day. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. I uh, have no complaints. <laughs> yeah, no major notes for me. Uh, yeah, I just had good match and damn, I love the end of Heartache. That's just a friggin' cool move. Yeah, I hate to say it. That's all I really had. I was like, wow, that that finisher looks great. And then, I mean, they looked great, but this was just kind of like, eh, make Roddy look good. Build him up for Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And Roddy looks good. Miss, uh, yeah, I miss his uh, original theme, though. <laughs> the music. Uh, I like that better than the Undisputed Kingdom theme, but whatever. <laughs> I'm 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 still like Roddy just makes me sad right now because I was really into him going into World's End, and I was like, all right, they could still make this work, and they haven't for me. They've kind of made like I kind of don't like Roderick right now, and that's like that's just like sad because I loved him so much, and he was so goofy, and he had something that was working, and. Now it's not, but maybe maybe it'll get better. He needs to break from uh, the Devil Dumplin' gang. I haven't said that one in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, and join the Outrunners. He's got the mustache for it. He does, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be... Uh, let's see. 
think of a, a fun name for him. Charge McKillicuddy. <laughs> Max Power. You should make wrestling names, Dave. That's a good one. Charge McKillicuddy. Ooh. Uh, cool. Glad you liked it. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. After that, we get our main event. Starring uh, Brian, Brian the Clam Digger. I'm on Team Nigel. Love it. Love it. Uh, Brian Danielson and Claudio versus Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Uh, and the first like three, four, almost five minutes was Eddie and Danielson stalling and posing and cheerleading. And, uh, after they finally got that out of the, uh, way, uh, <laughs> uh, they finally lock up Danielson kicks, uh, Eddie's back and does jumping jacks. Uh, we get a snapmare takeover to Danielson, and then Eddie kicks and chops Danielson. Uh, Claudio European uppercuts Ortiz over and over and over. The Blackpool Combat Club isolate Ortiz and punish him. Ortiz goes for a tag, but Claudio catches him in midair and counters into the giant swing. Uh, we get the announcement that the rankings are returning uh, in the middle of a match. Kind of weird. Uh, I'll kind of touch on that a little later about these uh, mid-match announcements. Uh, we get a hot tag to Eddie Kingston. Eddie and Claudio chop and uppercut uh, each other over and over. Eddie machine gun chops Claudio in the corner. Then he does an exploder to Claudio. Covers for two. Uh... We get Claudio doing a short arm clothesline to Eddie. There's a cover for two. Uh, next up, Danielson connects with a flying headbutt uh, to Eddie Kingston. Claudio takes out Ortiz on the outside. Eddie hits a DDT out of nowhere to Danielson. Uh, he's able to tag Ortiz. Uh, Eddie and Ortiz do a drop kick suplex combo to Danielson and Ortiz covers, but Claudio breaks up the pin uh, at two. Ortiz and Eddie clothesline Claudio out of the ring over the top rope. Ortiz dives on Danielson on the outside. Eddie dives on Claudio on the opposite side. And Ortiz slides Danielson in the ring and covers him for another two count. Uh, we get a This Is Awesome chant from the crowd. Uh, we get a LaBelle lock on Ortiz from Danielson, but he gets to the ropes. Claudio pulls Eddie, uh, Eddie uh, with the bottom rope between his legs, uh, racking him on the, on the rope. Uh, the commentary didn't even mention it because they were marking out so hard about Minoru Suzuki versus Copeland. It didn't even uh, comment on the story beats of the match, which I really didn't like. Uh, Kevin Kelly was like spazzing out pretty hard over it, like <laughs> of mm. announcing that. So yeah, they they should have like calmed down a little bit and paid attention to attention to the match. I think maybe uh, Danielson. This is a little little comment to Mister Tony Khan. Maybe you don't, and he does this every every week every show so i shouldn't ask for this 
maybe don't announce your matches for your next show during your main event. Like, find any other time to, like, while they're coming to the ring. I don't know. Like, it, it's something that always kind of annoys me because every single main event, I'm always distracted because I'm writing down like six matches. Like, I have everything that's happening on Dynamite written down, but I missed a big portion of this match because I was like, oh, it's this person. 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 So I guess that's my fault. Maybe I should just look, not ignore that. But also, can you do it at another time? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, like I think the, the com- I like the main events when Jr. comes out because I feel like those are a little more focused because you know he's a pro. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I think the complaint for a while was that they weren't announcing any matches at all, and now they're they do a lot of I think overcompensating is the thing that Tony Khan does. Uh-huh. Reactionary, reaction reactionary knee jerk decisions like this, like like oh. oh they want they want match announcements. Here you go, like right in the middle of the match. Like, like you think on. women's wrestling is bad? Well, it's the main event. How is it bad now? It's the main event. Like, that's not the time to change hands, guys. Women's wrestling matters, and it's like that's not what we're asking for. It was still the only segment, right? Like, what about all the other women on the show? But back to this match. I just wanted to like throw that in there, like. I love that he announces the matches as is, but I kind of wish that, like, you know, it wasn't during a main event every yeah. single time. Um, but yeah, we get a Basaiku knee to Ortiz, and he covers for three. Uh, Danielson spits on Eddie, <laughs> and uh, Claudio and Danielson stand tall. Uh, into the episode. Uh. Yeah, front to back. I I really enjoyed the episode. Uh I really like uh Tony Storm obviously. Uh and the Cope Opens really uh really grown on me too. Like I the Griff Garrison thing didn't really bug me too terribly much. It wasn't that cool, but the, the, then when the Lee Moriarty match happened, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing now. Uh but yeah, yeah, fun stuff. I really, really liked it. Yeah, no, um, I I hope uh, they continue some momentum with Collision because like uh, and I said that a few weeks ago about Dynamite. Like, oh, it's awesome that we had a good one. Let's maybe put together a few months worth of them. And so far they've been delivering. So uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully they kind of found their sweet spot for Collision and kind of keep on that too because um yeah no real like downside for me on the whole show um i thought it was just a solid show all around how about you chandler yeah i completely agree um there were like i think my lowest points would be just matches that i didn't care about like just weren't that exciting or whatever but um my match of the night was a match i didn't even care about going in so that should tell you like this this show was surprising and that it was really good uh we want to hop into high points and low points yeah yeah. yeah. All right. My high point, easy. I'm I'm just saying it right now. Daniel Garcia, Buddy Matthews. My goodness. I didn't expect that match to go hard. It went hard. Now I want to see more Buddy Matthews. That's your fault, Tony Khan. Stop making these guys look good and then not booking them. That makes me mad. And then my low point, I'm like I hate saying this, but it would probably be like just Roderick Strong versus Matt Seidel. I don't like where Roderick Strong's going and 
it was just kind of a whatever match. But that was a mid match. Like we 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 always had like a bad thing be the worst thing. But there was no bad thing on this show. Yeah, good problem to have. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dave? Yeah, I guess a uh, high point uh, for me, uh, Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Uh, I wanted that real bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad they finally uh, pulled the trigger on that. Uh, I would have really been bummed if they like teased it and teased it and then like, no, we're not going <laughs> to. Like, right? That would have bummed me out. So that that uh, made me feel good. Um, man, low point. Hmm. Well, no, I mean, it, it wasn't even bad, but like, I guess Matt Seidel was the least, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Least good, <laughs> like just least good, least entertaining of the show, yeah. of the show, but, but he was still fine, yeah, like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's still talented, he's still fun to watch, but it was just like, meh. Yeah. And lowest point was actually an okay point. Uh-huh. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it's a good problem to have. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm gonna go high point. I'm just I want to make a special special this one because for me, when it doesn't hit, it really doesn't work. But Tony Storm, I thought was awesome this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for me, like she, it's for me, it's always been a roller coaster. It's either like my favorite thing or my least favorite thing of the show, and the, I thought she, it just it had it actually got like got me to laugh out loud on that segment. Uh, and yet again, low point. Um, yeah, it could be anything that was mid. Like, yeah, I think Seidel and Roderick Strong was just kind of it was, it was okay. Just didn't really stand out. Uh-huh. Well, do you guys want to know? News. I was going to say before that, do you want to know what happens on Dynamite? Or do you already know? Ooh, I wrote... Yeah, let's let the people know. Ooh, I wrote down just about everything. So we're getting Penta versus Page. That'll be fun. Hangman Adam Page. Jeff Hardy versus Swerve Strickland. So I'm excited to see Swerve. I hope he can get a good match out of this guy. I hope he can keep up with Jeff Hardy. Oh, this is my favorite match. I'm not kidding. Wardlow versus Trent Beretta. This is what I've been waiting for. I get my retribution. (laughs) Stop it. He's already dead. (laughs) This is my Ozzy Mandias. Oh my gosh. And then um, Tony Storm, Deanna Peraza one on one interview. That'll be interesting. Acclaimed versus Mogul Embassy trios match, which, like, for the titles, it's one of those where if you're not thinking, you're like, oh, that's exciting because they had a good match on Dynamite. What was that good match on Dynamite? Oh, yeah, they lost their titles. So just don't get caught up in the mud. I'm I'm looking forward to a good match. And then Suzuki versus Adam Copeland, which you already said Kevin Kelly was uh, enjoying himself to the thought of that. And then we'll get Sting and Darby Allen probably reacting to the Young Bucks. Maybe they'll make that match official. Who knows? But I think that was about it. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, The only big uh, news I got is uh, the hunt for Okada. Yeah, apparently (laughs) he doesn't know. He hasn't made up his mind. He's definitely in the rumble. He's not re-signing. That's 100% confirmed, but he just doesn't know yet. I'm Rumor keeping... is Ooh. AEW made the better offer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you just got to look at like, could WWE offer him a little less, but give him 
maybe that big WrestleMania moment that one might want. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a probably a really tough choice. And then then again, like if you go with AEW, you'll probably get a little more money and then freedom to he could work in New Japan if you wanted or uh, go go anywhere really. So yeah, a lot to think about. I think he would be a big big get. He's basically the the Roman Reigns of New Japan. Uh, uh which uh yeah if he when he leaves though like man they they didn't have time to build any new stars over there from what i understand like it came about too quick and they didn't they didn't recover you know uh yeah they'll have some uh, work to do over in new japan to build up new stars i mean no more abushi akata yeah <laughs> yeah well uh no Osprey either, too. So that's a big loss for them as well. But, um, I mean, I'd be... Of course, I watch both, so I'm fine with him going to both. WWE could cut him a real easy contract. Like, if I'm thinking about it, I think Brock Lesnar only wrestled about five or six matches last year, and the rest of those months he just spent at home. And that's a big thing with Okada, is his wife is a famous Japanese actress, so he's gonna want to stay at home in Japan for... Maybe not the whole year, but most of his time. So WWE could just cut him a nice, big, fat, part-time contract, whereas the AEW, sure, it may have been more money, but it could have been more dates. Whereas, I mean, they can get a Brock Lesnar. Their longest-reigning champ right now only worked 11 matches, even with house shows last year. So they can kind of do whatever they want. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think he would probably go with WWE just personally. Because I think it would be easier on his body and easier on his schedule, but I don't know. I'm speculating about a man I don't know. Yeah, I, I do, do have thirty well, in the rumble. I think MGF is thirty in the rumble. I think all I think I I'm still on that. I'm like, I'm a little like I'm like sixty percent. He's in the rumble. Forty percent. He's not like oh this is he's just injured. But I don't know. I'm holding on to that hope. I I think it's gonna happen. But I am 100% sure on something else happening. Cody Rhodes, I can confirm, is winning the title at WrestleMania. You know why? Why? They, did you see WWE 2K24? Oh, my gosh. It is so Cody Rhodes. Like, if he loses, like, he lost at WrestleMania 39 to sell this game because it's literally about finishing your story. So it's like, <laughs> Oh, you were just going to sell the game. Okay, so I don't really care. I'm just really excited because, like, there's no way, right? There's no way. This is why Goldberg won the title. Like, it's it's happening. I, I'm, I'm putting all my money in. <laughs> uh, why can't they do Rock, Roman, and Cody? That's one of the things that's pitched. Mm-hmm. There's a big uh, thing with WrestleManias and triple threats, especially when they come around to the 10-year mark, because, let's see, you got WrestleMania 10. It wasn't a triple threat, but you had Lex Luger and Bret Hart challenging Yokozuna for the title. And then 20 was name redacted versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H, which unfortunately redacted one. And then WrestleMania 30 was uh, Daniel Bryan, Batista, and Randy Orton. So this could be Rock, Roman, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, you hear anything fun on the old news, Chad? Um, uh, nothing crazy. Um, uh, concerned, uh, concerned about Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, under if uh, under who uh, Pepsi Phil's dance partner is going to be for WrestleMania, if not Seth. Could be Drew. They're kind yeah. of setting up the Drew fight, and Drew's got to do something at Mania. I was kind of thinking. I mean, uh, nothing's been confirmed. I don't think he's vacated anything. But if we're just fantasy booking here. My favorite thing, like one of my favorite things, is when they put the title up in the Rumble. And that would really cement this title as like important because not a lot of people care about Seth's title right now because it hasn't been that great of a run. But if you put it up like, okay, the winner of the Rumble gets this belt, that means something. So I I hope Seth is okay because I think the better story is Seth versus Punk at Mania. So I hope... Beyond all hope that he's healthy enough to do that match. But if he can't and he has to vacate the title, just pivot. Do the hardest pivot you can because that would be awesome. True. Dave, you got any good news? Uh, no, nothing nothing too uh, crazy. Uh, still waiting for Mercedes Monet to land. Um, uh, Camille, you guys know who she is? Heard the name. NWA. I've heard of her. Apparently, she's like signing with WWE, but she was also backstage at Dynamite. So, so is Bailey. They're just kind of letting her do whatever they want. She went to Hard to Kill. She was at Hard to Kill with Monet. Do you know that? Yep. I did not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trinity's gonna be in the Rumble, like most likely. She has finished up with Impact. So, Trinity Fatu. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be going back. Yeah, could that uh, play a role in uh, Mercedes' decision? <laughs> it could. I, I think the problem with Mercedes is she's asking for literally like the most money for a women's contract I think ever, or was it most contract most money in a contract ever? Like it's she's kind of asking mm-hmm. for a lot, and I think Mercedes Monet is great. I really don't think she's that good you know i get i think that might be a little controversial but like she's not a specimen like brock lesnar you know she's not a superstar like john cena she's not a incredible talent like kenny omega like all those people i could go yeah 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 send give them all the money but i i just i don't know i I just don't get it yeah interesting take on that um cool yeah that pretty much uh, about does it i believe um unless you two have anything else uh i'm gonna let everyone out there don't forget to like subscribe comment let us know uh what you think of uh current wrestling events uh going on right now (laughs) uh yeah, let us know uh, anything you have on your mind. We, uh, we'd we love to bring it up on our show. Um, but yeah, if uh, you two don't have anything else, I think that just about does it. Uh, good show, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, everyone out there, bye. Peace. Bye-bye.